It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. <clears throat> and game just finished. Uh, this one feels good because it was pretty smooth sailing. It wasn't maybe so much in the first 10 minutes. Uh, but we'll get into uh, the summary of the game against the Buffalo Sabres, which the Avs cruise to a 6-1 to victory. Um, and some other things that we're going to get to as well. <clears throat> Gabe Landeskog uh, visited the Air Force, which kind of makes sense, since that's where the uh, outdoor game, Stadium Series game, is going to be played. Um, and kind of had a, a fun day as a cadet, and we'll play the audio from that. Um, and... A article over on a uh, New York Rangers uh, website predicts, well, I don't know if they predict where Chris Kreider is going to go, but uh, the two teams that they think are at the top of the list, uh, and one of them is the Avalanche, and the other one, you'll just have to wait for. Um, so, first things first, we will uh, get to the social media, follow the show on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. Follow on Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche, and send your emails, questions, comments, concerns, opinions, statements, what you like, what you don't like, who you think they're going to trade for, who they should trade for, who they should give up, or if you want to be on the Fandom Friday segment, shoot me an email, get a hold of me on social media, uh, and the email is LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. All right, first, so um, <clears throat> let's review this Buffalo game. We all thought coming out of the break, first game back against the Flyers, the Avs would be rusty and need, who knows, first half of the first period, first period in total, maybe the first half of the game to kind of get their legs back under them. That wasn't the case. They were they were uh, really crisp. They were flying all over the place. They looked good, didn't have any goals to show for it in the first period, um, and maybe they just wore down by the end of the game. It was almost like this was the first game back from the break because they were not looking good in that first 10 minutes. I think they had one shot on goal, maybe two. But sometimes <clears throat> I think it takes a a odd series of events that leads to a goal to uh, kind of kickstart something, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, this game was, I, I put up a tweet, said this game doesn't make any sense. Case in point, Sam Gerrard just scored a goal. And we know Sam Gerrard is an assist-making machine. One goal on the season. But this was just a bizarre play. The puck seemed, it was like playing ping pong. Guys were falling all over the ice. And somehow, someway, the puck just scooted off to the other side of the ice, right where Sam Gerrard was just, he wasn't even involved in the play. And it got to him. Nobody seemed to have any idea where the puck was, including the goalie. 
and he fired a shot on net, and, and, and there's your first goal. And Sam Girard gets his second uh, goal of the season. Graves and Donskoy with assists. <clears throat> and then, not even a minute later, uh, Andre Burakovsky got his 17th of the season with uh, Kadri and Zadorov getting assists on that. Really nice goal by Burakovsky. He played a phenomenal game. Uh, we'll get to all the stats. He led the way uh, by far. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but a really nice uh, top shelf shot from Burakovsky to put them up 2 nothing, And it seemed like it was going to be that way heading into the first period break, intermission. And uh, Sam Reinhart with 0.9 seconds left got one past uh, Grubauer. And it really nothing Grubauer could do on that one. Um, Reinhardt was the the beneficiary. He he tipped it in, and it got past Burakovsky. <clears throat> Just to redirect, it was a nice play, and and uh, that was really the only blemish on uh, on Grubauer for the day. And we'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, but that was it, and that was all um, Buffalo could do heading into the second. Kadri got that goal back in the first minute. Um, he got his 18th of the season. Uh, Nachuskin and Burkowski with the assists. Uh, Zadorov followed that one up uh, a couple minutes later with his fourth of the season. Burkowski again, uh, his 21st assist of the season. And Nachuskin again with the assists. So they're the assist brothers today. Um, and Zadorov <clears throat> wasn't anything, it was a nice play. He just kind of. Um, it was Burkowski who had the had the uh, puck kind of in the corner, and Zadorov just kind of crashed to the net, and it was a nice feed by Burkowski, and Zadorov got it past the the Buffalo goal, goaltender. Um, so a little bit over halfway through in the second, Nachuskin with a goal, and it was a pretty one, uh, his ninth of the season. Uh, guess who with the assist? Burkowski and Kale McCarr got. An assist, which now he is has that rookie scoring avalanche record. Uh, thought he had it a game ago, it was taken away, but he got it back today. Um, and then that was when uh, Buffalo pulled their goaltender, uh, brought in. I guess he's he's a rookie or they, yeah, I think he is. They brought him up, um, kind of see how he could do, and wasn't really tested. I mean, Miko Rantanen got one. Uh, past him within a couple minutes. Uh, McKinnon on the assist. Ranton in 17th of the season. McKinnon with the assist. Uh, and Landeskog with the with the assist. So that top line kind of picking up the spoils, I guess. Um, and it's just really cool to see McKinnon and in parentheses 43. It's just, you know, those high numbers that only a few people in the league really get. Even, even uh, Eichel for... The Sabers, uh, he had an assist, and and he's got thirty five assists on the season. You just like seeing that sometimes; it just has a appeal to it. Um, so, and and then the third was basically just a a formality. So, um, I think the Johansson, the name of the goalie that they brought in, wasn't tested. Uh, it, it was kind of a ho hum type of third. Colorado, you know, six to one going into third. Well, you might give up a garbage goal or something like that, but they didn't. And um, if not for that redirect, 
Grubauer would have had his uh, second shutout of the season. <clears throat> and we were critical of him against the Flyers. And people have been critical for him or on him for most of the season. I haven't been as critical. But I am seeing some writing creep up on the wall. Um, I'm not there yet. But he needed a game like this. I know it's against Buffalo. I know it's a team that they should win um, and beat handily, which is exactly what they did. Um, and he did what he had to do. It wasn't like this you know, superhuman uh, performance by him, but uh, you want to see this. You you want to go up against a team like this who who you are clearly much better than and stick it to them, and that's what they did. So you have to give, uh, you have to give Grubauer some credit that he didn't let this game uh, get away from him in any sort of way. Stats, um, only 27 shots on goal for Colorado, and most of that was in the first two periods. So didn't really have any need to press um, after that second period. Uh, they did not have a power play. In fact, there was only four penalty minutes total um, on two separate penalties, both on Colorado, but they stopped Buffalo on both of those. Um, and... As far as individual stats go, I believe we have 11 players on the abs with with uh, points. Nachuskin, goal and two assists. McKinnon with his assist. Donskoy with an assist. Kadri with a goal and assist. Landeskog with an assist. Burkowski, definitely the, the, the number one star. A goal and three assists. Four-point game for him. Uh, Rantanen with the goal. Kale McCarr with an assist. Uh, Zadorov a goal and an assist. Ryan Graves an assist, and Sam Girard with a goal. So uh, filling up the stat sheet for sure in this game. So uh, they looked good. Uh, you know, they, they finally got that one out of the way, the one when you come back from the break and, you know, you're, you're not going to play well that first game, or typically you shouldn't. Um, but the way that they lost that game, I think nobody was really questioning them, but it's like, man, we just got to get one. And you might press a little bit too much. But they didn't do that. They were really calm, even in that, that first half of that first period where they looked so, not tired, but just boring. Um, and then once they kicked it into high gear <clears throat> and realized how much better they are than, than Buffalo. Um, and that's not to, to, to knock Buffalo. They're just on two different levels right now. And Buffalo's playing well overall. They're a 500 team. Um, but it's a team Colorado should handle, and they did. So, um, solid win, top to bottom. Everybody played well. They got a day off, and then they're on to Ottawa. So we'll uh, talk about that game tomorrow. But first, we're going to, uh, or I'm going to play the the audio from Nathan, or excuse me, not Nathan McKinnon, Gabe Landeskog's visit to the uh, Air Force Base, where their Stadium Series game is going to be played. Which tickets are still available? By the way, I, I haven't. I don't know if they're just too expensive or people just don't want to be outdoors. But um, if you want to have more of these, I would suggest this thing sells out. So we all want a stadium series game or not a stadium series, but the, the winter classic game. Um, the NHL is probably going to look at that if we don't sell this thing out. So hop to people. My name is Paul Stewart, a third generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. 
As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, PS20. Easy Feeling Wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstadt. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally... Sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So Gabe Landeskog got to visit the Air Force Base where the Stadium Series game is to be held and got to play cadet for a day and got to do some cool things. So there is video to this. I extracted the audio from it. Uh, so you kind of get a good idea of, of what he went through. Uh, so we're going to play that now and then kind of make some comments on the other side. I'm super excited to see what a day in the life of a cadet looks like here at the Air Force Camp. Hey, Gabe. How you doing? Hey, good. Major Art Gould, welcome nice to the Air Force Academy. Thanks for having me. This is the 557th Flying Training Squadron, where a lot of our cadets get their first taste of aviation on their road to becoming Air Force pilots. And if you have a little bit of time, I'd like to show you what we do yeah. and uh, get you suited up in a flight suit. Absolutely, yeah. I want to be part of the team. And right in here, we've got your very own uh, Air Force Sweet. flight suit. Got your uh, got your name tag all oh, squared wow. away. If you want to get uh, yeah. suited up in here, we'll get you ready to go out to, uh, out to an aircraft to kind of Absolutely. see what it's all about. Cool. Obviously, with us playing the outdoor game here in a, it's about a month, me being local here in Denver makes me want to take the opportunity and come see what they do and yeah, just come check it out. Yeah, that's cool. Ready to rock. Looking pretty good. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do oh, this, sorry. though. There you go. You're looking good. I'm learning. <laughs> All right. Gabe, Matt. Nice to meet you, Matt. Yeah, thanks good for, to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Very natural. I know. I feel like I'm part of the team now. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, we can go on the plane here. Okay. Did I do that right? Yeah, perfect. No seat heater in this thing? No, no. <laughs> so I can pull this? Yeah, see in the back there? It's moving on the right oh. side. Yeah, yeah. And you had never flown a plane before you I've got I've never flown a plane. I, I had no idea what I was doing when I got here. And kind of like me. Yeah, 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 same, same boat. Yeah. Next, I think uh, we're gonna go up to the hill where we have class, and like, they have a really cool like cyber center that they just built. But cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to the the flight sim right now. It's gonna make me nauseous. I don't know. 
I just realized I'm not clean shaven. You guys probably have to. What? Oh, yeah. Do you have to be clean shaven? Yeah, time? we do. Yeah, we got to shave every day. But... I can't remember the last time I was clean shaven. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky. Gabe. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So you want to jump in? Flight F-22? Sure. So we got F-22 right over the Air Force Academy. Come on. All right. In. So all right, go ahead and sit right. down. So now we'll go ahead and put that uh, headset on. So you should be able looking straight out in front. Yep, it's a nice golf course down there. Yeah, it is. Um, How am I doing? I mean, you haven't crashed, so no. I'll take that. Do cadets do sound effects when they Oh, yeah, this? you got to make sound effects doing this. <laughs> so how long do you sit in here? Well, like as a cadet. As a cadet, you, you sit in to... here for about 50 minutes and do this. 50? Um, yeah. Oh, so I we have them fly some, around. I'd need some drama, I mean, for that. Yep. This would be so nauseating if I was doing this in real life. Yep. Is the ground coming? There oh. You go. <laughs> I think you did pretty good. We didn't crash. We flew all around Colorado in about 10 minutes yep. um, at the speeds that we were doing. Thank you so I, much. Hey, no problem. Thanks. So one thing Matt didn't have time to show me was the one thing that every cadet has to do before they graduate, and that is the 10 meter tower here in the swimming pool. So, yep, let's go up and do it. I'm a cadet for a day, I gotta do it. It's high. I barely peeked over the edge one time, and then I just wanted to go for it, so I'm a cadet. I feel very fortunate to have the opportunity to be a cadet for a day. I mean, it's been a lot of fun. You know, their hospitality has been second to none, and it just makes me more excited to come back and see some familiar faces at our outdoor game again. So if you get time, definitely go check out the video uh, for that clip because, you know, clearly it was an off day, and Gabe Landeskog just having the time of his life uh, at that Air Force base. Um, my my brother-in-law is retired from the Air Force, but he he was never in the area that we live now. So I never got to visit him and, and, and go to an Air Force base and see all the things that he does. Um, but I've heard about him, and it's kind of similar stuff to this. I never got a flight suit, but I don't play in the NHL. So I didn't get a personalized flight suit like Landis Gog did. I'm sure he – that's the, you know, the first thing that they show in the video. So probably one of the first things he did. And right there you're like, okay, I could leave now. With a, with a personalized flight suit, and, and I'd be done. Um, in, in the clip, they, uh, when he put, he put it on in typical GQ style, he had the collar popped, and the, whoever it was came over to him and kind of like, no, we got to put this down. There, there is a dress code here. Um, so it was things like that that you don't think of, you know, uh, that that you you yeah if you're gonna be a cadet for a day you got to adhere to their standards including the dress code, um, the flight simulator thing that he went on, I've done I've done not flight simulator but I've done whatever that like the VR is or the Oculus or whatever that is my my little cousin has that I I played that uh, my video gaming has gone way down since I had kids but um, he's like 13 years old and he has all this stuff so I played that around. Thanksgiving time and I played some Star Wars lightsaber game and after 20 minutes 
25 minutes, I had to take a break uh, because I was just, my eyes were going googly eyed. I, people say you do get nauseous and he did mention that in there. I didn't get nauseous, but I felt a little bit of like a headache coming on, which is natural. So to do that, like the guy said in the clip for 50 minutes, they have to do that, <clears throat> man, that, you know, that is the, the best of the best to do a flight simulation. I'm playing a game with lightsabers and, and you're, you got to fly around uh, a, an actual rendition of whatever city. And in this case, obviously it's Denver. Um, so crazy. If, if I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this who have done it and probably can relate to what I'm talking about. Um, and then finally jumping from the platform, I think I could do that. I don't have a, a insane fear of heights. Um, knowing jumping, I'd be jumping into a pool. I don't think I'd have any problem doing that. I would actually probably look forward to it. So, and in, in typical fashion, he just went for it. And I don't know if it's a combination of, He's just badass Gabe Landeskog, or he didn't want to look like he wasn't badass Gabe Landeskog while uh, being a cadet for the day. So, yeah, he he just went for it. It's that that's the one thing I would probably look forward to most is jumping off of that. So, it's a really cool video. Um, you don't really get to see where they're. They do do show you the stadium, but they obviously. Uh, have not when he ever he, whenever he filmed this, I'm not sure exactly when it was. And he says in the video about a month away, so it was probably most likely during the the week that they head off. Um, the images that they show, maybe they were stock footage. I don't know, uh, but they hadn't started on the the rink yet. I know they have it down to a science. I'm not worried about that, but it just is impressive that they haven't started it. Uh, I'm sure they have now. Like I said, this was probably taken two weeks ago now, and they've you know, got the ball going, but the, the clips that you see in this, in this video, like there's nothing on that field. So it's just all the more impressive. So it's a cool video, uh, stadium series game right around the corner, uh, getting excited about that. So, um, and then one more thing we're going to get to is an article, like I said, in the beginning, uh, from a Rangers website about possible Chris Kreider destinations, Colorado avalanche, being one of them. So the website foreverblueshirts.com, clearly the blue shirts being the New York Rangers, um, put up <coughs> an article headline stating the Blues and the Avalanche are the top contenders to land Chris Kreider. So clearly that piqued my interest. And um, it's a short article, but, they, but the, uh, the guy who writes it does talk to people involved with the Avalanche um, and someone involved with the Blues. Um, for the avalanche, <clears throat> as I'm reading it, they, they say, uh, the Rangers, and this has been thrown around that the Rangers, they're probably gonna have to keep some of his salary. Uh, most of, most likely 50% of his salary. Even if they do that, uh, they, they, and this is also known that they are going to want starting a first round pick and most likely a player. Um, and that player being a prospect. So for the Avs, he says, you know, you get they're going to want a first rounder. And the name that he throws out in this article, <coughs> um, <coughs> excuse me, is Martin Kaut. And as soon as I read that, I said, you're not getting both of those. You, you get one of the other. And literally the next line in the article says, because he's talking to Adrian Dater from ColoradoHockeyNow.com about this. 
Um, the very next line, Adrian says, when asked about um, that trade, Adrian said, uh, you would either get Cow or the first. You're not getting both. So we're on the same page there. I, I don't think... It's going to be tough um, to pull him in for a guy like Cow. I'm not saying Cow is like, you know, we're not touting him as the second coming. But, <clears throat> again, it just goes back to the Taylor Hall thing. What are you willing to give up for a possible rental? I have no problem with the first. The first is probably going to be a low um, or high, you know, however you want to word it. Um, first round pick, high first round pick. Um, so I'm fine giving that up. It's not going to be a top 10 pick or 15 pick or even top 20 pick. It should be in 25 and up. So um, I'm fine with that, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could pull the trigger on that. <clears throat> Where it gets tricky now is the team he's got to throw in here is the Blues. And if the Avalanche are getting <clears throat> the feeling that St. Louis might jump in and steal him. Do they overpay, so to speak, to to bring in Kreider to more or less prevent him from going to St. Louis? I think if they knew, if they were comfortable with Kreider going anywhere on the East Coast, um, they wouldn't really pull a trigger if it was a first-rounder and Cowell. If it's St. Louis, if they really feel like it's just those two teams... Um, cause the, the, uh, scenario they give up for St. Louis is again, a first rounder and prospect Jordan Cairo. I think I'm pronouncing his last name right. And I don't know, I, I've heard of him. Um, and I heard he's one of their best prospects, but I don't, I'm not f- so familiar with the St. Louis blues minor league system that I would know. Um, so in both of these scenarios they are giving up a pick and a prospect, and nothing more than that. And that's probably what's going to take to pull in Kreider. But this is where it gets interesting is just because St. Louis is that other team, is one going to pull the trigger on something they typically wouldn't do with a prospect to get a good player in Kreider for a, a good playoff push um, and to prevent the other team who's in your division and who is on your heels uh, to prevent that team from getting him as well. <clears throat> and that can go either way. The Blues can want, want him and prevent Colorado, and Colorado would want him to prevent the Blues from getting him. Love this stuff. <laughs> I love the chess the chess game that goes on with all this stuff. So we will see. What do you think? Let me know. Shoot me an email or get a hold of me on social media. Do the Avs overpay for uh, Kreider for any one of those two reasons? Uh it's going to be really interesting to see. So uh, that'll be it for today. The closer we get to the uh, trade deadline, we'll kind of maybe have a better understanding of how all these scenarios are going to play out. But uh, I love this time of the year. So that's it for today, guys. Enjoy the day. And we will uh, preview the Ottawa Senator game. That's tomorrow. And any news that might be out there in the Colorado Avalanche world. So... That's it. Have a good day. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go!